TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Snare drum time means it is indeed Score North Gopher Show time, the midweek edition with myself, Ross Brendel, at Brendel Ross on Twitter. Joining me once again, the unofficial co-host, the fourth member, the Ringo star, (laughs) Mr. Manny Hill. Good to see you again. Hello, sir. Thank you so much for finding this edition of the Score North Gopher Show, wherever it is that you get your pods, whether that be on Apple, Spotify, the free Score North mobile app, or wherever you get them, scorenorth.com as well. Thank you so much. On Apple specifically, how about a five-star review? We would love that. That's the last I'll beg for it. But if you could do that, (laughs) thank you kindly. Manny, the Outback Bowl edition. Yes. Yes. How excited are you? I am excited. I think it's it's a pretty good bowl. I I think it's not – certainly, I think when you you factor in what the potential was for the the program this year of – we were having conversations about the Rose Bowl – even some conversations about the college football playoff, if they would have beaten Wisconsin and, and gone on to somehow beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, which, you know, you give Wisconsin a little bit of credit. They jumped out 21-7 in that game. It was actually a, a closer game than I thought it would be. Um, but when you factor in, you know, what what a lot of Gopher fans were excited for, you could maybe look at the Outback Bowl as a bit of a disappointment, but I, I don't really see it that way. I, I think that this is... Overall, I think this is kind of this is a step that the program I think needed to take if in in year three of of, of PJ Fleck and you know it's a good bowl game. But I don't think being going to the Outback Bowl is anything to to sneeze at or or to look down upon. It may be a little bit disappointing in terms of how you got there, but I think overall being there is uh, is is a good thing and a, and a step in the right direction for the program. So I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. It should be fun. That the voice of Manny Hill. I should mention this at Manny Hill eighty four on Twitter. Want to mm-hmm. give him his plug there. If you're going to give me the time, Manny, I should give you a little bit sure. of promotion. The Outback Bowl, Manny. When you factor in bowls with a sponsor, probably the best where the name of the bowl is the sponsor. Yeah. Right. When I think of Outback Bowl, I know what it is. I know what an Outback Steakhouse is. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always think just cheesy sponsor bowl. Right. And what I mean by that, there's plenty that I could read you, and, and I'll read. <laughs> I'll read a few of them. Yeah. The Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. I do give the Bahamas Bowl credit, though. One thing I've always talked about, Manny, just in passing with people. I don't care if you put a sponsor to it. That's how, in this business, that's how we make money. Yep. But I am a firm believer that the bowl should always remain the same. Yeah, it should have its own distinctive name, and then there's a sponsor attached to it. Right. The yeah. Little Caesars Pizza Bowl or the Quick Lane Bowl, mm-hmm. that's fine. But can it just be the Little Caesars Detroit Bowl? Right. The, or the Little Motor Caesars, City Bowl. Yeah, the Motor City Bowl, whatever. Yeah, which it was, I think, right, for a while. It, it was, was the it Motor was the City Bowl. Motor City yep. Bowl, yeah. And then they went to Little Caesars Pizza. Then they went to Quick Lane Bowl. Yeah. My favorite, very quickly, yeah. and you might, if going through your list, you might mention this. My favorite bowl name this year is the Tony the Tiger yes. Sun Bowl. Yeah. It's <laughs> because no the longer... Sun Bowl is sponsored by Frosted Flakes. It's fantastic. I love it. No longer the Wells Fargo Sun Bowl, or there was, man, I can't remember what it was. Was it 
the Hyundai Sun Bowl for a bit? I think so. I don't remember what it was the two times the Gophers went there. I don't think it was the Hyundai Sun Bowl. It might have been the second time the Gophers went. You think went. it was the Wells Fargo Sun Bowl at least the first time? Maybe, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll circle back to some of these bowls, I think, in closing, Manny. Just have a little bit more fun with mm-hmm. some of the names and some of the matchups. But I brought up the Outback Bowl name and the sponsor just to highlight the point that this is still a, a fairly big bowl. Obviously, yeah. anytime you can play on New Year's Day, it's a big day. The Outback Bowl has great history. I think it's been two and a half decades now. I think I saw it might be going into its 26th year. That sounds about I want right. to say the Outback Bowl early started in the mid-90s, maybe early even to early to mid-90s. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. This is a gopher show. Probably should have looked that up. But it's been it's literally been that bowl. For the yeah. long for the longest time, and, and it's the first time the Gophers have appeared in it. Correct, so. and and that alone makes it intriguing. It's yep. a warm weather destination. The Sporting News, Manny. Yes, they still exist. Sportingnews.com. They ranked all the bowls in order from forty on down to one. Do you have any idea of where there'll be forty one if you include the national championship game? But the forty bowls before the national championship game. Any idea where they put the Outback Bowl? I think this should be encouraging to go for fans. Now, again, it's just one publication, but mm-hmm. alone, it's a good sign. Is is the national championship game included in yes, this? Yes, it okay. is. So, actually, it is 40 total bowls. My, my bad. I would say it's got to be... I would say it's maybe on the back end of the top 10, because you've got the New Year's, you've got the New Year's 6... You've got the national championship game, and then after that, I think the step the the next tier down from like the New Year's Six games have got to be, you know, that Outback Bowl, Citrus Bowl sort of range. I would think, right? Yes. The Outback Bowl, according to the Sporting News, is the eighth best bowl on the slate this year. Here's okay. what they have to say about it. Minnesota's offensive linemen enter this game with an average measurable of 6'6", 340 pounds. How will they fare against one of college football's best defensive lines, which features Marlon Davidson, Derek Brown, and Tyrone? I, I can never remember this. Is it Truesdale? Truesdale? How's his name pronounced? Sounds right. Truesdale. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. On the other side, how will the Gophers' 15th-ranked defense handle Gus Malzahn's offensive play calls? Malzahn, great name, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn, yeah. sounds like an SEC college football definitely. coach. And I believe that. Did he, before that, he spent one year, I think, at Arkansas State before Auburn came calling? Yes, I believe because he was the offense, he was their offensive coordinator in Auburn when Gene Chizik was the head coach and they won the national championship with Cam Newton. And then I think he got the Arkansas State job after that. It might have been after they won the national title. And then Gene Chizik was then fired a couple of years later, and then Malzahn took over. So I think, yeah, I think he was only there maybe for a year, maybe two. The reason why I say Sporting News calling it the eighth best bowl game is a good sign, Manny, is that ranks right ahead of the Orange Bowl, which is big in name. This year, I'm not It's sh- ahead of the Orange Bowl, really. It's ahead of the Orange Bowl, which came in at nine, which is Florida and Virginia. Okay. My reason there, I think, might just be I'm not sure they view that Florida and Virginia will be all that close. Okay. So okay. So that that that's 
that leads me to my question then. Are they ranking these according to the matchups or just in terms of like the prestige of the Bulls? Nope. I think they went by matchup, Manny, because I will say the fifth best bowl they list as the Citrus Bowl between Alabama and Michigan. Why don't I just read you the top ten really quickly? Sure. At ten, they they put the Alamo Bowl, Utah and Texas. Nine, the Orange Bowl that we talked about, which is... Florida and Virginia, number eight, the Outback Bowl, of course, Auburn and Minnesota. Number seven comes in at the Cotton Bowl, Penn State and Memphis. <laughs> that could have been the Gophers in the Cotton Bowl. Maybe should have been the Gophers yeah, in the Cotton Bowl. Maybe. But you get what you get, and you will like it. Mm-hmm. Number six is the Sugar Bowl between Georgia and Baylor. I ooh, I struggle to see if that game's going to gonna be close. Maybe it will. I don't know. Baylor's defense pretty solid i'm just not sure it's going to match up very well with georgia's Georgia's offense is kind of hit and miss i think but their defense is still pretty good citrus bowl comes in at five between number nine alabama and number 17 michigan the rose bowl game number four course oregon and wisconsin that'll be a fun one that should be a fun one you know not uh, there's really no punches coming from me towards wisconsin i think that should be a fun game Mm -hmm. and i think it's a game that's very winnable for wisconsin i don't i don't know how good oregon is mainly just because they've struggled to be consistent yeah but if it's the oregon team that played utah then maybe oregon can win yeah but i also believe manny and you and i have talked about this this will be the first time i mention it in pod form if Utah comes ready to play the first half of the Pac-12 championship game, I think they're in the college football playoff. Maybe I don't yeah. know what happened to them, but they were atrociously bad in the, in the first, first half, half of yeah. the Pac-12 championship game. They did not look like the Utah team that had been playing nope. throughout most of the season. They're lucky it wasn't worse. Here we go. Number three would be the Peach Bowl. Of course, LSU-Oklahoma. Number two, the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State-Clemson. Number one, of course, the college football national championship game if you're the Mm -hmm. university of minnesota we talked about this so many times myself you when you join me daniel house james murphy many of the other guests the ultimate goal for the gophers was the rose bowl or better yep it's a pretty darn good partying gift to go basically be the appetizer to the rose bowl along with the citrus bowl on Mm -hmm. new year's day yeah, now, you, I think you, you can't complain, and it's a great opportunity, Manny. And, and here, and here's what I mean. And then I'll I'll let you offer your rebuttal or mm-hmm. bring up your point. I think this is a win win for the Gophers. I don't want the Gophers to get blown out, but if you go down to Raymond James Stadium and you lose forty two to fourteen, ah, well, it was Auburn. We're just not at that level yet. Yeah, I think it's you I think beat it Auburn. Sets... Look, look what it can do for you. Yeah, I think it sets a bar. You can't lose in this situation. I really don't think you can unless you lose like 70 to 3. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen either. I I think this game, I think it's a perfect matchup for the season that the Gophers have had. And I think it, it, it will give you a real idea, I think, of where this program is at. And where they need to go, or what the next step needs to be. If you, if they somehow beat Auburn in this game, that's great. I mean, obviously, we would take that. And I think it really shows that okay, they've really got something cooking here. I think they've got something cooking here anyway, even if they lose this game. But I think if you lose it, then I think you sort of take a step back and say, okay, nice season, ten and three. 
step in the right direction, but there's still there's still more there's still more work to be done. I think if you find a way to win this game, I think it's really telling that you've got something cooking here and it's you're maybe closer to the meal being done than you initially thought when the season started. So it's 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 kind of a it's an important game, I think. I think it really is. It'll be really telling. I'm going to start calling you Chef Manny because of all the food <laughs> analogies you've made in the last few weeks. I'll say this. Auburn, I think, is very scary. The three losses that they have are not bad losses at all. Right. And they're scary because of, albeit with no Tua, the way they were able to score points and put points on the board at will against Alabama in the SEC. Well, not the SEC championship game. I see. I just assumed that they're in the <laughs> SEC championship game in uh what am I looking for? Rivalry Week, the Iron Bowl. Thank yep. you. Yeah, a, a ton of points, and it sounded a little bit like this, Manny. Jones throws and is intercepted on the fly. Smoke Monday. Touchdown, Auburn. Nicks, pump fakes. Now goes to the end zone. To Touchdown. Jones throws it to Harris behind him. It's intercepted. Picked off. And it's Jacoby McClain. Can he take it? Are you kidding me? 100 yards, touchdown. And then there's my favorite from that game. And they're going to give it off to Shivers. Shivers slipped a little. Oh, oh, and Shivers is in. Took somebody's helmet with him. Touchdown, Otter. Nessie and Danielson on the call on CBS. They're. They're, They're so, so good. good. Vern and Gary together were fantastic, and I, I think Nestler has just, he's he's fit like a glove in that exact same spot. Uh, the SEC has great matchups, and they have great broadcast crews. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's envy. It, yeah. re- it really is. I have SEC envy, but you know what? <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, Auburn, they terrify me. I should have pulled up their schedule, but Manny, all their losses were they weren't blown out in any game. Yeah, they, they were, lost to what Florida by a close score. They were all to great opponents. Lost to Georgia, and then I don't even the think third? we need to look this up. You'll probably figure it out. Who's the third team they lost to? People are screaming at their iPhones probably, right yeah. now because they know. Well, yeah. let's see. I have their schedule because I was looking at. I was looking at the roster. I have their schedule right in front of me here. People they, are people are thinking we should be hosting this score North Gopher show. Okay, so they lost to Florida on October fifth, twenty four to thirteen. That was in Gainesville. Yep. They lost. Oh yeah, they lost to LSU in Baton Rouge, twenty three to twenty. So think about this: the number one team in the college football playoff, LSU, with the likely Heisman Trophy winner in Joe Burrow, and Auburn went into their yard in Baton Rouge Tiger Stadium. Where Les Miles seems to say that the grass tastes the best. Grass down tastes there. the best, <laughs> uh, and they lose twenty three to twenty. Yeah, literally. And then they lost at home to Georgia twenty one fourteen. Literally, no shame at all in any in any of those losses. Right. And again, a part of the intrigue here for me is each game is is on their own merit. But what I love about this is. What does a ten and two team from the Big Ten look like when they take on a three loss team from the SEC? And I, I want to break down the game mm-hmm. a little bit further. Basically, I want to look at the numbers, the five hundred foot view of the numbers. I know Daniel House and James Murphy; they'll probably break this game down a little bit deeper than we're going to at a pod down the road. So, if you're looking for the real in depth numbers, look for another Score North Gopher show 
from James Murphy and Daniel House. Manny, let's take a very, very quick break and come back and we'll break down this game a little bit more because I do have some numbers and I do think I've identified what this game is going to come down to. We'll talk about that next right here on the Score North Gopher Show. Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. As promised, let's jump into some numbers that I pulled off of the very reputable NCAA.com. Nice. The website, I'm guessing, a little bit more reputable than their ethics. <laughs> very fair. There's sad. my NCAA shot for the uh, <laughs> for the pod. Okay, so here's what I pulled. And this was just a very quick search because, again, I just I just wanted to look at this game in general. What does this look like beyond the records, beyond the conferences, beyond the bowl game? Total offense, team red zone offense, total defense, team red zone defense. Okay, okay so I'm going to give you these in order, and then we'll get to what I think is more than likely going to decide the game. Aside from turnovers, I think it decides most games. Mm -hmm. The disparity jumped out to me, though. Total team offense, Auburn is 53rd overall, Manny. 421.1 yards per game. Minnesota actually slightly ahead. That did surprise me a little bit. Mm -hmm. 426.8 yards per game, good for 49th overall. Okay. Team red zone offense, Auburn's tied for 23rd in the country. They were 45 out of 50. With 36 total touchdowns and nine field goals. Minnesota, 15th overall. 50 out of 55, 40 touchdowns and 10 field goals. Yeah, Gophers were really good in the red zone this year. Very, very even on offense. Defense, total team defense. Auburn, Manny, 19th overall. 323.9 yards allowed per game. Minnesota, 15th overall. 312.8 yards per game allowed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess if Minnesota hadn't played Rutgers, (laughs) these teams might be like 18 and 19 or 19 and 20. I I think think the Rutgers game matters in this stat. (laughs) Team red zone defense, Manny. Auburn is ninth. Teams only scored 25 out of 35 times against Auburn and only 18 TDs. So that leads me to believe, without digging too deep, There were definitely probably some turnovers, maybe some fourth down stops, and I'm assuming missed field goals. Yeah. But if teams only score 25 out of 35 times, more importantly, touchdowns 18 times, that's roughly 50% of the time. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, I didn't expect to see the number I'm about to read you. Minnesota tied for 121st. Mm. Opposing teams scored 30 out of 33 times when they entered the red zone. Yeah, twenty-two touchdowns. I'm I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised by that. I think the Gophers will have to be better in the red zone defensively yeah. if they have any chance at winning the Outback Bowl. And for the record, I think it's a very tough road to hoe. It's not. It's not impossible to win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Gophers do win the game. 
but there's a reason why, as we record this, I believe Auburn is still at eight-point favorites. And in all honesty, yeah. that that seemed a little light to me. I think that number maybe could have been a little bit higher. And I think the coaching staff will love that Yeah, for I, the Gophers. I think when you look at Auburn, and I haven't seen a ton of them. I watched them in the in the Iron Bowl, and I saw a little bit of them uh, when they played Georgia. Auburn, you you look at Auburn's numbers offensively, and they don't blow you away, and they don't have that one guy on their offense that scares you or that you know really sort of stands out. I mean, when Alabama's fully healthy, you you look at Tua Tungavailoa, and that's he's the guy. You know, LSU, you look at Joe Burrow, probably going to win the Heisman Trophy um, this Saturday. You know that those guys kind of stand out. When you look at Auburn, you don't really look at one guy in particular that stands out. Now, Bo Nix has been, you know, been their starting quarterback for a couple of years now. Um, but they've got, Ross, just a stable of running backs. And, you know, we know Gus Malzahn, he likes to, he runs that spread. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, as Charles Barkley would put it, trickeration in their offense. They like to get they like to get fancy with what they do, and the they have a lot of different. The misdirection yeah. terrifies me based off of what happened against Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I, one actually, what happened with Wisconsin gave me nightmares to 2003 with Michigan. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> so now all the bad memories now from Wisconsin have kind of lumped everything into one. And that's and, and yeah. Gus Malzahn's a genius. Yes, this is what he does, and. You know, you look at what happened in the Wisconsin game. The go, you know, Wisconsin. The stuff Wisconsin did that was sort of out of their character. That was those were wrinkles in their offense. It was two or three plays where you said, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll throw we'll mix this in." Auburn. Some of that stuff that Wisconsin was doing two weeks ago, Auburn. That's their offense. That's probably fifty-five or sixty percent of what they do on offense. Is that. They're going to throw a bunch of different guys at you, a lot of misdirections, a lot of quick shovel passes, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of stuff. And they're also going to let Bo Nix drop back to pass and throw it deep down the middle of the field too as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of speed, there's a lot of athleticism on this offense, and there's a lot of depth, I think, in the backfield in particular. A lot of different guys that they can sort of throw at you and it's going to be a challenge for the Gophers, for sure. I think the path to victory is turnovers. Yeah. It's just as important as re- it seems. I'm basically being master op- master of the obvious here. If you play good red zone defense and you force turnovers, you'll have a chance. But you could do all that against Auburn and not win. Yeah. So I'm looking for a couple things. It would be nice for the defense to force a turnover or two. Mm-hmm. would be nice to maybe see a special teams touchdown. Maybe a, Maybe an interception or a fumble return for a touchdown, a defensive touchdown. I think those things would help. I want to see two things beyond hopefully winning the game. I would like to see the defense keep the offense in the game, and it would be fun to see if the Gopher offense can go up and down the field against an SEC opponent. Yeah, I tend to think that they can. I mean, if you look at some of the games that Auburn played this year, they did give up some points, mm-hmm. but then they also had plenty of games where they were fairly stout defensively. Yeah. LSU being one of them. And as in all bowl games, Manny, you just don't know. Maybe Minnesota's more engaged in playing in the game than Auburn, or maybe Auburn's so upset to be playing in the Outback Bowl, they hang 70. You just don't know. To me, that's what makes bowl season great. 
Do you care to wager? Wager wouldn't be the right word. Do you care to offer a prediction? Because this might be the last time I have you on yeah. before the bowl game. I want to touch on a few other bowl games before we get out of here. But your your general thoughts. Do you want do you want mine first to give you a time to uh conjure up an opinion? Uh no, I, I can go. Um I'm gonna pick Auburn to win this game, but I do think that the Gophers will keep it close. And I think they will be in this game from start to finish because I think there's enough talent on the Gophers to to make this a football game. And, you know, P.J., I think P.J.'s going to have, you know, a, basically a month here to prepare. Now Gus Malzahn's going to have the same. So both guys are going to have, you know, a month to sort of prepare for each other. Would have been nice to have one last week to prepare for the bowl game. That's, that's true. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, very, very, very true. I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Um, I, I do think Auburn will end up winning, though. But I think the Gophers will keep it close. This this has, for me, this has a feel of a 27 to 20 type of, type of game. The closer we get to game time on New Year's Day, maybe New Year's morning, I fully expect my opinion to be the exact opposite of what it is now because this is just how I operate. <laughs> but I'm telling you today as we sit, almost three weeks until kickoff. I struggle to see how this one's close. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout, but this reminds me a lot of the Citrus Bowl when the Gophers took on Missouri. Yeah. Gophers might lead in this game. They might play fairly well. They might score first. I, I think in the end, I think we'll just see the type of team that Auburn is if Auburn's engaged in the game. And I, I hate to be that that guy who says, well, yeah. Minnesota only won because Auburn's not engaged in the game. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I do believe if both teams come ready to play and they're both engaged in the game and they're both ready to play and they're they're legitimately happy to be in the Outback Bowl, I think Auburn wins by, I feel like it's probably a 34-21 to 21 game, 34-20, 30, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yep. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe two weeks from now I'll have a different opinion, but that's still not going to jade my output on the season. Right. And we've talked about this numerous times. I don't want to even... Talk about it too much longer. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, 10-2, and you're going to play a quality SEC opponent in the Outback Bowl, I would have said, sign me up. I think The fact you have a chance to finish 11-2 and against a team that recently won a national championship in recent memory, Mm -hmm. what an awesome opportunity. What a great way to catapult the program. I think more than anything, whether they win or lose this game doesn't really matter a whole lot to me. I mean, obviously winning would be so much better. 11 and 2 I think looks a lot better than 10 and 3 although 10 and 3 is nothing to sneeze at. More than anything Ross, I want to see this team play its best football at the end of the year. And if they end up losing then because Auburn's just a better team then that's fine. Yeah, but I, I just I just want to see this team play their best football because to be honest with you and we've talked about this before these last 3 games Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin, even in the Northwestern game that they won they did not play their best football. Yeah, absolutely. They haven't played their best football since they knocked off Penn State. Exactly. And I, I would like to see, I want to see the gopher team that played Penn State show up to Raymond James Stadium on, on New Year's Day. And again, if the Gophers can't establish a ground game like they couldn't against Iowa or Wisconsin, they will not win the game. No, they will not. Nope. If they rush for less than 100 yards against Auburn, they're not going to win the game because Part of the way they're going to have to win the game is to control the clock mm-hmm. and keep the offense on the field. 
If they can't run the football, they won't be able to do that. And PJ, if you get a fourth and two at the <laughs> Auburn 35-yard line, just go for it. Please, I feel just like go we're, for it. I feel like we're really bitter on, on this pod. I don't know <laughs> I just, why. I know. I'm ecstatic to be playing on New Year's Day. I, am I really too. am. I am too, but just... Just go for it on fourth and two at the 35. Does the uh, Chris Peterson Bowl, otherwise known as the Las Vegas Bowl, do anything for you? Have you even thought about this? Chris Peterson's taking on Boise State in his final game at Washington. Yeah, he's, that's right. He's stepping away, isn't he? Um, this is one of the be, more intriguing. Be, be intriguing. This is one of the more intriguing, like, prior December 31st, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day games. And it's kind of... The Las Vegas Bowl is typically a pretty good matchup every time. This one's kind of fun. And it's kind of a fitting... I think it's a fitting way for Chris Peterson to to step away, right? To to do it against, you know, the the school that he... I don't want to say he put Boise on the map, but, you know, because Dan Hawkins really started out, started that program or jump-started it in the right direction, and he... Chris Peterson came in and kind of enhanced it with that with that uh, Fiesta Bowl win, but I think it's kind of, kind of fitting that the guy who really took Boise to another level um, is stepping away against them in, in his final game as a head coach. What about the Camping World Bowl? Maybe not the most intriguing name. Again, it's a bowl with the entire sponsor in the name, <laughs> but it's Notre Dame and Iowa State. Iowa State, of course, close to us in proximity. Notre Dame, a lot of Notre Dame fans in and around the Twin Cities. Probably not the most sexy game for Notre Dame to be playing in, but yeah. I, I think for both of these teams, again, if, if you're a team like Notre Dame and you don't want to be in a, in something like the Camping World Bowl, well, the best way to show that is to show up and, and win the game. Yeah. And for Iowa State, no different than what Minnesota has. What a cool opportunity to play a historic team, one that's ranked in the top 15, and maybe get a win. Yeah, I think this I think this game will tell us a lot about Notre Dame and and where they're headed. If if these guys show up and do what I think they're supposed to do, which is dominate the game, because I think they have a lot more talent than Iowa State, and that's with all due respect to Iowa State. I think it. I think you could see Notre Dame maybe bouncing back next year. But if if they come in and kind of lay an egg, then you kind of really. I think you got to wonder about Brian Kelly and 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 his long term future there. A couple bowl games with Big Ten ties that stand out to me. I've always been a huge fan of the Holiday Bowl. Mm -hmm. The Hawkeyes take on USC, contrasting styles, two historic college football programs, a couple of great uniforms on on the field. Are we still calling that the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl? What are we calling that these days? Is that still the. It might be. Give me a second. I can maybe find it. They in the business, it? they call it tap dancing. Can you tap dance for me <laughs> while I find this? Because they still play that in the uh, yes. former Chargers stadium. Yes, right? it's got to be because this sheet lists it as SDCCU, San Diego County Credit Union. That's what that's got to yeah. be. Well, and I think that's the name of the stadium. I think that's the, the naming rights on the stadium, too, okay. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. That could be fun. Clay Helton, because of the... Uh, uncertainty of athletic director and in the administration at USC (laughs) kept his job good for him what a time to be a head coach there I want to point out another game Manny and maybe we'll close with this Windiana taking on your squad in the Gator Bowl that's a fun matchup it is going to be fun you're scared you're scared of Indiana aren't you I can't believe I'm saying it but yeah I am a little (laughs) bit and it's mainly because I think Tennessee's defense will keep them in the game but I just I worry about if they can score enough points because their offense has been sort of all over the place this year. Jared Garantano, their 
quarterback is when he's been in, he's been okay, but he's been knocked out of a few games and they need him to be healthy as possible. I don't know how I feel about the Gator Bowl being played at night on January 2nd. That should be a day game. I know the, the schedule's a little weird this year because of how the holiday falls and also because of the NFL, or otherwise yeah. I'm assuming it would be back on January 1st. What network is the Gator Bowl on? Remember when it used to be on NBC? <laughs> yeah, I is don't. It still on, it's not still on NBC, is it? I do not have that in front of me, so I can't answer that. It uh, used to be an afternoon game on, on NBC back in the day. Big shock, Manny, the Hawaii Bowl will feature hawaii versus byu <laughs> poor hawaii had a chance to not be in the hawaii bowl had they knocked off boise state they could have been in the las vegas bowl when was the last time hawaii i can't was tell you bowl eligible and not playing in the hawaii bowl? Honestly, was that the year they went to the sugar bowl probably probably and got yeah. blown out by georgia that, that almost <laughs> has to be it colt brennan who pettis was it pettis Might have the been, receiver yeah. matthew stafford was a quarterback at georgia my guy colt brennan i whiffed on that one i thought he was going to be the next big thing <laughs> Turns out if you never play a defense in the whack like he did, that doesn't always translate well to the NFL. He was a Heisman finalist, though. Uh, let me scan this very quickly. Actually, the pinstripe bowl is not bad because it's Michigan State versus Wake Forest. Okay. Wake Forest scores a ton of points. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State plays great defense, but they often struggle to get the ball past the 50-yard line. <laughs> so I, I'm, kind, I'm kind of intrigued to see what that matchup will look like. Manny, the name that I love the most this year from from the bowl games, and we'll and we'll close with this, and I'll pass this sheet to you. I'll give you a scan. Mm-hmm. You hit on the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's love hilarious. It. Love it. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. I mean, if that <laughs> if that does not describe corporate America and having a bowl game just to have a bowl game, if they play that in. San Francisco or Santa Clara? No, it's it's uh, Frisco, Texas. Oh, okay. Which I'm I thinking, be- see, Frisco, I'm thinking yep. San Francisco. And but. Frisco, I believe, that is the host of the, um, the FCS, the FCS championship. championship game. Yeah, it is. We'll see if there's anything else on here, and I'll pass it over to you. But no, that's it's going to be tough to beat the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's I know there good. is... That's pretty good. I think it's still Cherubundi Tart Boca Raton Bowl, which I believe you can hear on Score North, by the way. Okay. That's a great name. All right. I I love bowl season. I'll close with this. Most of these games, and I've said this before, if you're not playing in the New Year's Six, they're they're rather meaningless. Right? It sure. they, they matter as much as as you put into them, right? Mm-hmm. So as a fan, I can look at it and say, to your point, Manny. I think this game's important because the Gophers didn't have the best of November, and to finish eleven and two would be awesome. Yeah, you can also look well, at a win it, over that program. I think would be really huge. You can also look at it the other way and say, well, they're ten and two. Maybe they didn't beat the toughest teams all year. The game well, doesn't. The game doesn't really mean a ton to me because I wanted the Rose Bowl. Well, but you know what? If you beat Auburn, that's that's two wins over. Yep. You know, top fifteen teams that you could hang your hat on for that season but i'll say this oftentimes you get to the middle of the bowl schedule and you'll find a big name team that clearly doesn't want to be there Mm -hmm. if you watch those first seven or eight bowl games the ones that we're making fun of you often get really good efforts and sometimes you get really great games because those teams great moments yeah those teams want to be there yeah they want to be there i was just talking with our guy uh matthew collar a colleague here at score north about the Bahamas Bowl from a couple of years ago yes, with Western Kentucky yes. and Central Michigan. <laughs> were, I think we te- it was, were we texting through this one? I think we might have been, yeah. Because Central Michigan, <laughs> I think it was Central Michigan that gets the the miracle play 
at the end of regulation yeah. with a bunch of laterals, and they finally get to the end zone. Do you remember? They go for two to try and win, and they don't get it. Do you remember Western Kentucky, like, two drives in a row had the ball and only milked, like, 20 seconds off the clock? <laughs> yes. they, they, and all, all the while, Central Michigan just keeps coming right down the field and scoring. And yeah. Western or Western Kentucky now, oh, we're only up by 21. What should we do? Uh, let's throw three passes and go three and out and punt the ball right back. <laughs> Four minutes later, oh, it's a 14-point game. What should we do? Yeah. Uh, let's throw three passes, go three and out and punt the ball right back. Bowl games are fun, it man. It was awesome. And, and I, one that kind of sticks to my mind, I can't remember if it was the Citrus Bowl or the Outback Bowl, but it was Nick Saban's last game at LSU, I think, where Iowa – beat LSU on a on a uh, Hail Mary yes. at the end to win. Drew Tate, I think, was the quarterback for Iowa at the time. It was Nick Saban's last game at LSU. Things like that happen. I mean, so it could it could be fun. I think I sent this to you. If not, I will, or maybe you already saw it. Golf Digest put out basically a one-year remembrance of the Cheez-It Bowl last year. <laughs> if you have not looked at this, you have to go find it. Do you, okay. do you remember this game? This was this was. A I remember game, a cheese it bowl. This was, I believe, TCU and Cal, in which the final score was ten to seven. Was that in Arizona? I well, I should be able to find out one of these sheets. The final score was ten to seven. There were more interceptions than Cal scored in points. <laughs> At one point, before a kick, Gary Patterson had I three different kicks. Do you remember he brought a kicker out? They called timeout. They brought another kicker out. Oh my then goodness. they subbed out for that kicker at the last second. It's a fantastic article. It's everything bowl season's about. Manny, we're rambling. We're talking about the cheese at bowl. That's probably a good <laughs> sign that we should get out of here. But this was a ton of fun, as always. Look for another midweek edition next week. I'm going to try and break down the Outback Bowl a bit more in depth. We'll grab somebody who's familiar with the Auburn program. Maybe I'll grab somebody from the Outback Bowl or maybe even the broadcast crew. So we'll dive more into the Outback Bowl as we get closer. And then, Manny, at the end of the year, I go on mini hiatus, so I'm going to turn things over to uh, Daniel House and James Murphy to guide people through the rest of the year and into 2019. But enjoy it, Gopher fans. New Year's Day for only the second time since, I believe, 1960. You you, you can't complain. You can't fuss. You can't, and let's hope that it is a victorious Golden Gopher football squad about... 3.30 3.30 in the afternoon on New Year's Day. Let's hope they are not only 1-0 in Auburn season and Outback Bowl season, but 1-0 in 2020. Thank you, Manny. You got it, man. That'll do it for this edition of the Score North Gopher Show. Thank you so much for listening. We certainly appreciate it. And please tell a friend. We'll talk soon.